We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're bringing the team Monday morning from two former wideouts. One's a Hall of Famer and the other one is T.O. He's a wannabe Hall of Famer. You know what? I, I am a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? I'm no. in my high school and my college Hall of Fame, and that counts. So don't you take don't you I, take no, my Hall of Fame away, baby? No, nobody don't knows anything away. about that. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. But let's recap this weekend, right? We got one more game left. That's the Cardinals and the Rams today here at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. But this weekend, we had there was I don't think there was any big upsets. Um, I think oh, I think instead of Hall of Fame, there should be a Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame. Dallas Cowboys. Well, okay, let me let me ask you, were you expecting the Cowboys to win? Because I, I wasn't. No, I was not. I, I wasn't from a standpoint of just watching some highlights and just seeing what the Niners have done the last four or five weeks. Um, you saw that they were starting to build some momentum. And as you know, and everybody else knows that I played the game of football, especially number one is health. And then it's a game of momentum. Yeah. And I thought the Niners, their their play the last literally the three last three to five weeks, they had a lot of momentum going into the playoff. And that's when you're hot, you want to stay on that streak. And that's what they've done. And I thought they did a great job. Shanahan has done a great job of utilizing uh their their MVP of their team. And I think that's Debo Samuel. That they're using him in a variety of ways, um, making plays out of the backfield, uh, playing receiver. Um, he's doing it all. And I think that's uh, in, in addition to really Garoppolo playing well, too. I think there was some question as to how his health was going to hold up because uh, he had that, that bum injury, a bum thumb injury. So I think, again, like I said, the MVP and in, in, in the play of Debo Samuel, um, obviously, like I said, it came down to who took care of the ball the best. And that almost cost the 49ers. But I think the costly play and I think what everybody's been talking about is the questionable call for the Cowboys with the play that, you know, Dak running, um, running the ball last uh, was the last play of the game. And I honestly, I don't think it was a bad play call. I think it was bad execution of that play. Absolutely. Uh, and again, what we're saying, because everybody's like, how you guys not pick the Dallas Cowboys win? Don't forget, in the playoffs, it's not about the best team. It's about who's playing the best. And the 49ers, right. again, they're hotter coming into the playoffs. The Cowboys been up and down this last six to seven weeks. So I think with them, of course, getting more healthier, especially early in the game, Bosa 
Right. So he went out. Right. And then you right. lost Warner. But I think the momentum was already there and they were going to, you know, they knew they could out physical the Cowboys and kind of let the defense play. And as far as that last second, and again, that's the right call because usually the quarterback you want, if it plays out in practice, right. It's a 10 to 12 second play. The quarterback comes up, I'm sorry, 10 to 12 yards. Right. The offense gets down there. You pick it up. You spike it with one or two seconds on the clock. Right. But since Dak ran it like 15, 16 yards and, you know, now they're looking at one and a half seconds. And of course, they they lost the game with that, you know, half a second base. Right. And you have to take into account the referee has to touch the ball. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So he was already out of position. He was rushing. He was running um, to get in position to obviously spot the ball. Um, yeah. But you saw that got the ball spotted. It gave it to the center. And like I said, the, the clock doesn't start or that, you know, the play doesn't start until the referee. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, spots the ball. So I think well, again, again, for, all, for day, all you young players out there, that's why you're supposed to give the ball to the ref. Don't put it on the ground because now the ref has to come in and respot the ball on every single play. So for all you young players, make sure you take note of that little note as well. Right. Now I think not, I mean, not even just that play, um, you know, in itself, if you look at it I'm like, Oh, well this, this cost us the game, but yeah, it's a game of inches. It's a game of seconds and milliseconds too. Um, you saw, you've seen uh, over the course of these playoff games and even the regular end of the regular season, some of the receivers, you know, they're gesturing, they're making first down, they're gesturing instead of giving the ball to the receiver. You know, time is of the essence and every second counts. And you have to be mindful of that. So some of those things you have to be, you have to be a pro. You have to be a student of the game and understand the game at the same time. I thought I thought the 49ers really let the Cowboys stay in that game because when it was on second down with about four minutes left, they called a pass and a waggle and Garoppolo threw an incomplete, which stops the clock. Right. And then on that same drive, Debo ran out of bounds and that's another 40 seconds. So you're looking like at a minute and a half of difference of a, of the game clock, which that game should have been over and they shouldn't even been in that scenario. So again, all these things, all these minute little seconds and going out of bounds, everything adds up, uh, you know, in the end. Right. Yeah. Cause that could have cost the Niners yep. uh, the game as well. I mean, you have to be, you know, again, you have to be cerebral. You have to understand what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, time management, clock management, uh, as a professional player, you have to understand down and distance. You have to understand the clock. You have to understand the situation at hand so you can make the proper play. And so, again, you saw, like, yeah, it could have backfired. It could have gone either way uh, for either of these teams. Um, but, uh, again, to hatch to your point about, you know, it's about who's the best team. If you look at the tail of the tape and you go by position, um, I still feel that, you know, the, the, the 49ers have the best team. Yeah, the, you know, the Cowboys, they got the big stadium, the best probably stadium, but that doesn't equate to, to, to big play. And I think, you know, that's what a lot of people are, are really investing uh, their their celebration and their time and in, in, in rooting for their team for. And I understand being a fan, but us as football players, we, we don't look at it that way. We're realistic about what it is that these teams are presenting and how they're going to win the game. It's offense, it's defense, and it's special teams. Uh, special teams is probably the weakest um, when you look at uh, look at the 49ers. But if you look at every position, I think you know the the, the 49ers. I think they're they're head and shoulders uh, above at those positions.
So now the 49ers are going to the Packers. And if you're missing both, you're missing Fred Warner. Right. I don't see them competing. But again, from the beginning of probably the season and or especially the playoffs since last week, we both agree it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady that's going to be in the NFC championship. So these things are these are good games and all, but we knew Dallas and the 49ers are not probably getting past the Packers. Even though today they said Hertz came and played a great game against the Bucks. And maybe, you know, first playoff game, the numbers weren't what he wanted and the interceptions were high. But again, it's his second year. He made the playoffs. Let let that go, you know, because I think everybody's gonna be like, oh, get him out of here. He can't win a championship. Like, there's no quarterbacks that are coming in, you know, going Super Bowls, you know, second, third, fourth year. Okay, taking the Patrick Mahomes thing away because, again, he had a whole roster to support him, right? right. Jalen Smith does not have that roster, trust me. So Right, and if you look at that game, too, um, I think the offensive coordinator, I mean, I think it, they're going to go back and look at this film, and they saw that there are a number of times, and I heard them say, um, you know, uh, Devontae Smith, he was one-on-one. -on -one. He had one-on-one -on -one matches. They challenged their guys to play him one-on-one, -on -one and they couldn't get him the ball until the second half. And they saw they started to, to really connect on some of those one-on-one -on -one matches, and he started to exploit them. So that's 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 something um, you know for the organization to look back look back on uh, the offensive coordinator as a unit to see and make sure that they try to take advantage of those one-on-one -on -one opportunities, especially when you have a talent like uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, sometimes, like, you look at the Buccaneers. Look at what they did with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, he had, like, probably 10 targets uh, within the first uh, the, the, within the first couple of quarters, um, and he was and he started a ball. That's how they should have done but, take advantage. But, but I, I do think that has a lot to do with uh, an experienced quarterback knowing how to manipulate the defense and get them in looks so they can get certain looks. I don't think Jalen is probably there yet, so he probably needs more help from the well, offense. Well, that, again, that yeah, that falls on the offensive coordinator to put him in and put him in those positions to to help you know kind of manipulate you know what you're saying, manipulate those uh, those coverages in the matchups. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, I, I didn't think he played um, bad, but obviously, like I said, he needs a lot of time. Um, and again, he was going up against a good. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. That's a Super Bowl champion defense, you know? Yeah. For him to play and, okay, well, he played bad. Who was not going to play that bad in that game? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the dopest Hall of Famers ever the, as a quarterback, their first playoff game is, pro is usually probably the numbers aren't what people think they are. So, again, I think Jalen will be fine. Again, brush this off, go to work in the offseason and come back next year. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, and I'm um, looking, looking forward to, to, to the – to the Buccaneers and who they play, uh, the Cardinals or the Rams game. Um, yeah. I think that's uh, that's on Monday night. So um, definitely, like I said, I think uh, that's going to be uh, whomever's going whoever plays the Bucks. That's going to be a, a challenging game uh, as well. Yeah, they, and they're coming off a short week. They both play tonight, and again, it's it's the same, right? A Rod versus Tom Brady in the NFC Championship, right? That kind of takes us to the AFC. Again, so the Bengals and Raiders game, again, I think the Bengals are playing great. I, I think the Bengals yeah. are the team. They're playing great at the right time. Playing hot. I mean, playing with that momentum. And again, they didn't have an answer. Like I said, I don't understand why um, they would just let Jamar Chase just get off. Did you not watch what he was doing uh, the last, I mean, throughout the whole, whole entire season. season? Yeah. Right. Not, let alone the last probably three to five weeks. 
Um, so again, that's 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 a poor defensive strategy uh, on uh, on the Raiders' behalf. Um, again, offensively, uh, they needed some more weapons. I think to even contend with them. Um, again, uh, I don't I don't. They brought Deshaun Jackson over there. Um, I don't know how many looks, how many target targets he had, but. Um, why bring yeah, the guy over there? He, he's the third or fourth guy, so he's probably not targeted. That whole offense runs through Waller, the tight end. But, right, but I, I, mean, I think they were they were overmatched in that game. I think they were, to me, lucky to get into the playoffs and everything kind of went their way. But I think right. in the, their offseason is going to kind of show uh, the, the direction that the Raiders are going. Again, you know, with the whole Gruden thing and you had the Henry Ruggs situation. It's right. just a, it's a tired organization, and they just kind of need to go back, lick their wounds, and get ready for the 2022 season. Um, but, again, commend Derek Carr for even getting them to the playoffs, and I think he should definitely stay in Oakland. I mean, sorry, and he should definitely stay in Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah. So. Again, um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the, the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, again, the tail of the tape. Um, yeah, again, they're just – I think they're head and shoulders – uh, above uh, the the Raiders, I, I picked the Bengals to win. I mean, if I would have, you know, uh, bet some money this weekend, I, I would be in the positive. Um, but I'm not really a betting man unless I'm betting on myself. Um, you should know that hatch. Um, then, you, then you'll definitely lose everything. Um, the uh, the inadvertent whistle. I mean, I don't know what the case oh, for, means, uh, man. Uh, for for Barrow, for Burrow. Yeah, I mean, bro, I, I don't. It's I don't even. They looked at the tape. They reviewed it. I mean, the really, there's already really in nothing. There. Yeah, the ball was already in the air. The receiver yeah, it's was open. Like you top. can't freeze frame it and then take it back. Like the ball was already gone, and then the then they blew the whistle. So again, early anticipation, prematurely blew the whistle. Whatever the case may be, that didn't cost them the game. That wasn't going to prevent them from losing. Uh, losing a game, I don't think. Um, like I said, it was just one of those things um, that the Raiders, like I said, they they made more mistakes. And, yeah. and, and they lost the game more than that one play. Game. Right. For sure. Right, right. So, yeah. like at the end of the day, like I said, you know, poor Raiders, my mm. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Trash. All these teams, that, all my teams that I played this weekend, they won. They ain't got nothing to do with you. They won because you ain't there. Hey, Buffalo <laughs> Bills won, the Niners won, and the Cincinnati Bengals won. They won because you ain't there. Well, shoot, that's it. That's, that's, that's how we go do it. We go finish it off tonight with the Rams home against the Cardinals. We'll see what happens there. And then we see you guys next week on Monday morning wide out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.